Let the 173rd Chub Creek begin now. Way back when, when we didn't have to think, come on in, don't be a dick. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm. On the banks of Chub Creek. Chub Creek. Hello and welcome. My name is Dave and you're listening to, again, again, Chub Creek, uh, the podcast for people that really don't have any idea what they want to listen to, but just listening to somebody talk and babble uh, about nothing out in the bushes where they don't necessarily really have to listen. Uh, that's for you. This is one for you. I was going to say something. I have such a headache today. I have, I have too many headaches lately. And I don't, it's like you're thinking, oh, you just drink too much, Dave. I don't drink much at all. I have like a drink uh, in the evenings. I'm very responsible that way. But I have too many headaches. I think I have to, I think maybe I'm a diabetic. <laughs> I'm starting to get paranoid. I start, I've started seeing, I haven't seen a doctor in so long. I think I told you all this and I started seeing one. Finally got a family doctor and, you know, brought up all of the things that just kind of pile up in your life. Oh, this is wrong with me and this is wrong. Oh, and by the way, I got one of these things here and this is that. And I forgot about the headache. I have headaches too much. So I'm probably dying. But hopefully not. Maybe it's just, you know, I don't know. Hopefully I'm not a diabetic or I'm high blood. See, the things, they checked, she checked a bunch of stuff like high blood pressure. Whoa, what the hell is that? And it's not that. I don't have high blood pressure. I'm actually pretty healthy. And uh, I was almost disappointed to learn this because I thought if I learned something's wrong that I can fix, but there's nothing really wrong. She said, lose some weight and everything will be fine. So I guess it's just fatness headaches. That that's Anyway, I gave my cat some catnip uh, just now. I never gave Pete uh, catnip before. And um, he has one of these... And I was kind of disgusted with it. It's a cardboard a piece of, if you have cats, you know, there's this piece of corrugated cardboard. It's not just a piece of it. It's like many, many layers of it to form a brick of, uh, of you know, corrugated cardboard. And, uh, and then they package it up in more cardboard. It's just really silly. It's very sturdily packaged. So I was ripping this thing open and I realized, oh, I didn't see this. I had, this is the second one I've opened, this uh, cardboard thingy for cats to chew on. It comes with this little package of um, catnip. And so I poured some of that on it. It's like, you know, it was like a bag of spice and I like powder and I poured it on the, the, the cardboard thing. Wow, did he start laying into that? I was expecting him to, to, you know, kind of turn. I thought maybe they flip out. I don't remember much about the when I was a kid, we had a cat and I remember there was some catnip around and he started flipping over and stuff and acting crazy. But Pete's not doing that, so I'm wondering. A little nervous about it, actually. Um, anyway, so I don't know where he is <laughs> right now. I don't know where he... Pete! Pete! He's so cute. When I go to sleep, um, I finally let the door open because I figured when he was younger, it's just kind of ruined my sleep. Because when he was really young, he'd just jump on my head, you know, and then wake me up. <laughs> And now uh, he's kind of calmed down, so um, I've, I've let him come in and sleep with me on the bed. And uh, so I make an O out of my hands, my arms, and he invariably comes and finds his way into this little circle and kind of cuddles up. It's really cute. 
I was looking, somebody sent me a link to, uh, um, but <laughs> I didn't mean to start talking, by the way. I just did. We have all kinds of stuff to play for after this, so I'll try to shut up soon. But um, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say after rewind. <laughs> okay, I, I, I rewound and listened. I can't believe the crap that I say on this. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, someone sent me a link, and uh, I will probably not remember to put it in the notes of this episode, but just Google guy talking to cat. I don't know. And it's just this guy with a cat, and I hate being a cat person because it's so stupid. The cats are so stupid, you know? They're just really, they use you. They use you all. You can, they'll let you cut, touch them. Just maybe for eight, this minute. For one second, and then you can piss off. That's what they're like. I hate that, but I can't help it. I just love him. He's great. But then he was this guy talking to his cat, and he's—I was so embarrassed because he's saying a lot of the same stupid stuff that I say to Pete, like, <laughs> "You're who's a cat? Who's a kitty cat? You're a kitty cat, aren't you? Yes, you are. You're a kitty cat. What are you doing?" Are you doing nothing? That's what I thought. Oh, who's having a sleep? Wake up. Uh, go to sleep again. Oh, wake up. <laughs> like that. Or I'm drink- I have actually a funny video of he was drinking some water, and uh, I get my camera, and I film him from above drinking the water. <laughs> and I said, hey, Pete, what are you doing? Drinking some water? <laughs> and he'd look up, and then he'd look at me confused, and then he'd go back to drinking the water. And I'd say, hey, Pete, what are you doing? Drinking some water? They look up, and they do this over and over again. Pete, drinking some water? What are you doing? You drinking some water? (laughs) And I swear, you know, cats must hate their owners. Anyway, he eventually got fed up and bonked my camera. It was just a really funny ending to it. Anyway, uh, uh, that was more nothing for you to enjoy listening to. Um, today we're going to go out into, uh, this is last week and I forgot to put all the, nothing forget. I was too lazy to put all this together. So I'm doing it now. I think I might be editing it cause it's probably long, but uh, if not, um, apologies because I left you a long, annoying episode to listen to. Uh, so let's go to, um, let me think where the hell did we go this time? We went to, I'll let, I'll let past me tell you as I forget. Okay, let's go. Uh, you know what? I think I will turn left. Oh, beautiful oak leaves here. Wow, gorgeous. Hi. <laughs> Just uh, getting uh, getting ready to go out on a trail today at uh, one of my favorites called Limehouse. And I guess there's a lot of oak trees here. I've never seen, usually around here you see a lot of uh, maple and various other leaves kind of mixed in and here it's just oak and so there's these piles of oak leaves really pretty shapes to them anyway I didn't want to talk about that uh, uh, I didn't want I didn't have anything really as usual except for I was thinking about this awesome time of year um, this is the first of November I think um, last night was Halloween and it's sad for me because I, uh, you know, I almost, I have almost entirely no attachment or no involvement anymore with it. Um, and I, you know, I miss when I was uh, living back in Calgary with the kids and we would go, 
I just loved it, right? So I, I would go so far as to go to the hardware store and find some sheets of insulation, this blue stuff. I remember it being called Styrofoam SM. I don't know if that means anything anymore. Because in particular, I knew about this one because I'll probably loop myself into forgetting what I was saying, but I knew about it because way back in the 90s, um, I used to paint, uh, not full-time, just sometimes I'd paint wall murals for this uh, one particular club owner who had his kind of his own almost like creative director just to set up events and stuff. And this guy, his name is Kevin. He, uh, he used to just make these crazy props. You know, this is like a dance club, right? Bar. And he'd hire me and my friend Lorenzo to paint airbrush kind of crazy stuff on the walls, like pictures of people sunbathing and pictures of robots or whatever the theme was. And uh, it was a bit windy. Uh, and I remember him making stuff out of this styrofoam because then the reason he did it is because you can sand it and cut it just like balsa wood. It doesn't, you know how styrofoam you get in a pack? You buy a stereo and it has styrofoam in it. And you ever try to cut it or break it and it's kind of spongy and it, if you imagine trying to scratch it, it'll, these kind of specific ball shaped pieces will come off of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, this stuff is more granular, so when you sand it, it's like balsa wood anyway. So he used to make this cool stuff out of it. We, I remember we were making things like simulated uh, uh, relief carvings, like Aztec looking things, and I just that always stuck with me. And so I remember one of my favorite memories with the kids was, although Will, he was too young to really get into it. He was maybe six. I remember having him in the garage and I was cutting up these pieces of uh, styrofoam. This is my plan. <coughs> Excuse me. My plan was to uh, create these wooden boards. Like, um, spit it out, Dave. So imagine your board, or your board, imagine your door your trick-or-treat door was boarded up with wood like beware do not enter so we'd cut up these pieces of styrofoam and paint them with like gray paint kind of to look like old wood grain and kind of you know rough the edges like a piece of wood and uh, little knot holes and stuff it was so fun and we just kind of taped them onto the door and it looked super realistic kind of cartoony uh, and we'd also make headstones, gravestones out of the same stuff. You know, I can't remember the names we put on these gravestones. But it was really fun. And uh, we'd pile leaves in front of the graves like there was a body under there. So much fun. So I love this time of year. It's, uh, I don't know why. Oh, you know what? I, I, something I was thinking about on the way. Which is why I'm talking about Halloween in particular, because as I was driving up the road here <clears throat> uh, to this uh, trail, it's kind of out into the boonies, and uh, 
there's a lot of kind of lonely roads with some tall trees and a lot of leaves along the sides. It just completely brought me back to the old days, old, old days when I lived in Oro, which is a rural area in Ontario, about 100 kilometers north of here. And uh, I remember, because we, when I used to go trick-or-treating back then, there was not a lot of houses, you know, there's like a mile between houses, so it was always quite an ordeal, and as a result, all the treats you got were gold, you know? It was fun, it was a group of us. And I just remembered, just as I was driving here, a flashback I had of walking along this lonely, long road in the total darkness, no street lights, and every once in a while, a car would pass by, and that always seemed particularly creepy, <laughs> you know? Probably because of watching too many movies, lonely roads with cars coming, something happens. <laughs> and we're walking along, and a car comes. Way off in the distance, see the headlights coming towards you. And it slowly pulls to a stop as it came close to us. And I don't know if my memories, you know how your memories kind of, uh, I've read somewhere that your memory is actually a memory of the last memory of the last memory. You kind of rewrite it every time. So who knows if that's true, but I remember very distinctly, <laughs> this car stops. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I just started my walk so I haven't, my heart rate's not up yet. I noticed that my heart has to get my, to a certain point where it's kind of relaxed. It's funny. And then I can breathe normally. But for the first 20 minutes, I always kind of feel out of breath. Um, and uh, car slowly comes to a stop. And I don't remember if the back door opened or if the front door opened or if a window came down. But somebody in the car, I think the driver, no, it wasn't. I remember it was the, somebody in the, so there was somebody in the back seat, an old man, and he must have opened the door because I remember seeing the light come on and seeing his face. And he said something to the effect of, do you want to ride? And he looked, so in my memory of that time, which may or may not be what actually happened, he was like, um, you know, with a suit on, like a, like a kind of a, crazy old rich guy in the back of a car in the back of a limo I don't know if it was a limo or not and I don't know who was with me I hope Gary was with me because I'll, uh, I'll have to ask him if he remembers this but anyway we said no thanks <laughs> and he just they just continued and took off and uh, to this day it always comes back to me at this time of year and I wonder what fate we escaped or if it was all nothing you know Probably it was nothing. I remember another incident like that where we were trick-or-treating closer to where Gary used to live. There were houses were closer together. I, th I remember we used to go there just because of that. You could do a bunch of houses. And uh, I remember we were walking and we walked into somebody's house. They invited us in. And I remember it being particularly creepy. I just don't know exactly what happened. I remember we left in a hurry. There's something creepy about that place, being invited in. But it was probably perfectly innocent. <sighs> I mean, I'll talk to you in a bit when I've, I've caught my breath.
Anyway, what was I talking about? Halloween. Um, by the way, I have these... <laughs> so I'm going to change the subject, but... I have these cool gloves I just bought that have... Uh, kind of... Some, some type of electronic ability to be able to work with your touchscreen phone. Very handy. Uh, do not understand how that works. If anyone knows, I would love to know. Um, anyway, to wrap up whatever the hell I was talking about Halloween, I had a couple other things to say about it. Um, I think last year I played How to Depiaka Pumpkin. If you can go back to... I'm not going to play it again, but... You go back to uh, this time of year on the podcast, look it up on the website, chubcreek.com. I played a half an hour segment or something of me with a tape recorder delivering instructions on how to carve a pumpkin, including how to take the guts out of it. And uh, I called that piak. I stole that that, uh, phrase from a radio host at the time. I forget his name. We just thought that was so funny. Pumpkin yuck. Uh, and I was going to say, I miss carving pumpkins. I love doing that. Um, <laughs> I was even thinking, you know, I'll just go and get something. I'll get a little tiny pumpkin or I'll get a, you know, a, um, butternut squash, which you can do like a tall screaming mouth with or, you know, some... In the old days, apparently, they used to use beets and... Potatoes and other things, not pumpkins. Maybe because there weren't any, I don't know. Um, but it's always, to me, it was always a chance to be creative and to try to... I used to do these intricate, like, spiderweb cutouts and try to do the f- most crazy face possible. <laughs> um, I just love that time of year. I love the kind of spookiness of it. Even though there's nothing to be scared of at all, but there's always this kind of creepiness. Like this time of year, all the leaves are just falling, and it looks like you know, cartoons of Halloween, cartoons of witches. You know, you know. I swear, I had something else to say about it. I think I already told you the story of uh, Gary scaring the shit out of me and. Stroke of midnight, pretty much, at Halloween. Did I tell you this story? I'll do the quick version in case I did. I think I did. So the short version is, he really wanted to go to this haunted house. Sorry, haunted house. Just an empty house, not haunted. And uh, he wanted to do it at midnight on Halloween. So we did. All overgrown with weeds, and we went in there. I don't know if we broke in. I think the door was open boarded up and everything, you know, and we kind of explored it, uh, and I'm in one room, and he's in another room, and eventually, uh, I realized I'd left him behind, and I thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to go back outside and wait for him to come out and scare the shit out of him, so I, I sneaked back outside, and I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting by the open door, just, just for any hint of his shape coming out. And from behind me, it's this rustling noise, and then I go, whoa! Bastard had done it to me first. Very scary. Oh, and I remember, you know, we were looking in the... One of the scariest things to do, (laughs) 
if you're you know at all superstitious, even if you're not, because I wasn't really, is to look in a mirror in the dark. I wish I'd released this podcast before Halloween because I dare you to do it. So the stroke of midnight next year, or even any time, stroke of midnight any day, go into your bathroom, turn out all the lights, make sure that it's absolutely light sealed, put a towel under the door, and look into the mirror. <laughs> it's really creepy. I remember doing it. I, don't, I actually was put on a brave face, but I remember being pretty freaked out about it. Anyway, you're supposed to do that at midnight, and I don't know what happens. You see your something. You see something from your past or your future or something. Some silliness. It's really, uh, if you care about the scenery right now, the leaves are almost gone. But they're all over the ground, and uh, there's some stragglers. There's this big, I don't know what they are. There's a gigantic, almost like a grape leaf. All these spindly, kind of shrubby trees that uh, are still green. They're not, the leaves aren't even turned. But they're the only uh, leaves left. Um, but other than that, they're all over the ground. And there's been a light snow, so all of the little tiny twigs have a little peppering of white. So I've been trying to find the right photograph, but I can't quite capture it the way it looks and I think that's because when you're looking you're seeing it in 3D um, so that's what is that 15 minutes something like that um, we'll take a break and we'll come back and chat about uh, Miranda Dane and her final episode
almost completely still. Not a shred of wind. And I have no idea where this trail goes. I love that there's no bugs. That's my favorite thing about this time of year. Zero. All the bugs have frozen their little bug butts off. Um, I recorded a little piece for Ed, or for uh, Brenda, Dane, cast on podcast um, of Ed and Ethel. <laughs> I'll put it in here. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll drop it in. Should I drop it in? No. Go, go to cast on to watch it. It's, it's hers. Uh, and listen to the, her last episode. I'm sure you already have. And uh, that was kind of fun. But then I'm driving, so I thought, you know, great, I've contributed. <laughs> I'm driving home last night. And uh, Brenda's, I see a, a text pop up. And uh, so when I'm in traffic stopped and not driving, I read it. And it says, can you record a version of, um, what was the song? Time of Your Life, which is actually not called that, by Green Day. Record, she, she wanted to do a cover of it because she, she ends her, song, her podcast with a cover always I guess and uh, so okay I, I thought about it and I, I said I'll see what I can do and at the various traffic lights <laughs> I put the song on well first of all I put the song on and uh, up comes this song and, I'm th- and I try singing along with it and there's just no way I cannot match at all. It just sounds shrill and horrible when I sing it. Uh, and, and more importantly, the original sounds shrill and horrible. I hate the song. And so I like, you know, at the next traffic light, I'm like, sorry, Brenda, I just can't do it. And so she begs me to try and, you know, I'll knit you some socks. And, uh, oh, and I started, you know, so I'm trying to sing it as I'm driving and it's just not working. And then I thought, you know what, I can, I could goof it if I did a goofy version of it. It might be funny. So I, uh, I actually just, just you know, on uh, the Facebook chat, you can just hit record and send an audio message. So I hit record and I sing, uh, you know, like you can't, it's basically what he does anyway. And they thought that was pretty funny. So when I got home, I gave it a shot and Brenda even recorded along with me, uh, and that's what you hear on uh, the final episode. I can't believe that. That is <laughs> like, oh, it's so awful. It's funny though, I guess. I think it was funny for about 30 seconds. And the thing is that for some reason I recorded the whole song. Luckily it's a short song. Anyway, so that was notable. And then she begs me to do it seriously just for her. And I thought, oh man, I mean, I love the challenge. I love the idea of being able to sing. I just can't. <laughs> I can, I, you know, you know, I, can, I can't really sing. Flat and horrible, so, but I love to try. And I have all the microphone gear and it's fun. So I tried, I tried and 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 I tried. I recorded it about 45 times, literally. Um, and I'd screw something up or I'd be flat and, I tried singing it falsetto, I tried singing it lower, an octave lower, and then I tried singing it without trying too hard in kind of just a completely different style than the original. And I liked it, I actually liked, I liked the, um, 
I liked the composition because <laughs> I sang some notes a little different, you know, uh, than, in, than in the original. Because that's one thing I always kind of hate about cover songs is when they just try to completely duplicate the original. I think, what's the point? Just listen to the original. And so I like that. I like that there are a few notes different and so on. And then, I, you know, I, been, I was so tired from recording this stupid thing. And I was so happy because I, well, I actually resorted to... Because I've done this before. When I start singing over top of a track that I've already recorded, so it's the music's done and I'm just singing, I get all stage fright and I think too hard about my voice. So I'm all over the place. And so finally I'm just recording and playing my guitar at the same time because it made me focus less on the vocals. <laughs> and, you know, and as a result, get all the way through the stupid song. And so finally, and so I did many takes of just trying that. Finally I finish it and I think, yeah, I think that was all right. I listened back and I thought, ah, oh, it's a little flat, but I kind of like it, I like the composition. I'm gonna send it. I sent it to her. And of course she's like, let me play that one on the podcast. And, and I said, no, you got to keep your promise. So um, I'm glad I did. <laughs> because when all oh, this was pretty little bird, little gray thingy, I don't know what he is. Oh, it's just a chickadee, never mind. In disguise, there was also a downy woodpecker above me. <clears throat> um, because the following morning, or maybe a few hours later, I forget, I played it back and oh my God, it's so flat and horrible. So I was a little bit bummed out because I thought, you know what? I'm just never ever gonna be able to sing the way I always thought maybe one day I could. Either, maybe I should just take lessons. But I think it, what it takes is a lot of um, practice. Like actually, I never practice, so my voice is weak like a, like a girly, girly man. <laughs> No offense to girly men or girlies, but you know, it's just weak and I don't know. I would love to know how some people can just control their voice like they're, you know, shifting gears. It's perfect. I really admire that. Anyway, so that's that. And so I listened back. Uh, I listened to uh, Brenda's uh, podcast last night. Uh, after she'd finished her, the day, whatever it was, yesterday. It was on the year, the t uh, nine-year anniversary of her show to the day that she released this, the final episode. Very cool. And, uh, man, it was hard for her to do. <laughs> I began, as I'm listening, and it's just very, it says lovely stuff, and she talks a lot about sweaters and <laughs> all really cool things, especially to those who are knitters. But also some very touching stuff just in general about life and living with a hobby like podcasting and how hard it is to put it to bed if that's what you decide to do. I began thinking, Brenda's just trying to be at her own funeral. She wants to see, she wants people wailing in the streets. And the more I started thinking about this, the more I got laughing about it. Because on her uh, website, so you go to her website and, oh, Brenda will miss you and oh, my life. <laughs> and uh, I identify with this because I remember for years thinking, ah, screw it, I should just end Chug Creek and just do a final episode and then everybody will be so sad. And I thought, no, nobody will give a shit or notice. 
<laughs> I do that. So that kind of dispelled my idea of being at my own podcast funeral. But luckily, uh, I would be, if I were a betting man, I would say that Brenda has not stopped recording. I bet you something will happen. That's my suspicion. Something will happen. Maybe not now, but I don't think she's going to be able to give up the microphone. She's got too awesome a voice and too great storytelling ability to give it up. That's what I think. What do you think? Anyway, sorry, Brenda. I'm calling you out there. Um, I'll send some flowers for your cast-on gravestone. I want to... If I could knit you something, I would. So I, she's actually, probably now she won't, but <laughs> she actually wants me to measure my feet so she can knit me some socks. How cool is that? Hand knit socks from Brenda Dane, wow. I'll immediately sell them. <laughs> On Kijiji. <laughs> Frantic knitters all over the globe will give me millions of dollars. I'm just kidding. And now she's not only will she not knit them, um, she'll hate me forever, but no, I'm just joking, but she told me, uh, uh, to measure my feet, and, uh, you know, I'm like, measure, I'm size, you know, size 12 feet, there, and she's like, no, you gotta stand on the wall, and measure with a ruler, and I said, stand on the wall, and she says, no, you stand against the wall, and you measure with a ruler, so I guess I have to stand against the wall, with a ruler on the floor, and measure exactly. And now I'm wondering, man, if I'd recorded that song properly, maybe I'd have got a sweater out of it. Eh? That'd really be worth something. <laughs> oh, beautiful out. Anyway, that's about all I had to tell you. Um, should I wrap it up? Eh, maybe we'll just do a little bit more. I think this is only half an hour. I'd like to give you a good 40 minutes. Boredom. Talk to you in a sec. So, the last thing I think I want to talk about... Actually, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, two things. One is the uh, attack on the parliament buildings in Canada. If you're... Unless you're under a rock, you uh, read that uh, some crazy ass the new affiliation for uh, crackpot uh, um, extremist um, Islam attacked and killed a Canadian soldier protecting a monument unarmed. Where the hell am I? And uh, then was able to go from there right into the Parliament buildings and fire a shot before he was killed by a sergeant at arms or something. Um, that was incredible, and uh, I was proud to see Canada kind of not turn into, uh, uh, you know, a raving bunch of lunatics uh, shouting about going to war. And, and though all of us, even me, was having leanings towards, you know, let's bomb them, <laughs> whoever them is, you know, bomb them, bomb them, that they, they who, you know, and... That's what happens. You kind of you develop this tribe mentality, team behavior, 
tribe behavior uh, and you just want to obliterate the other side even if there isn't one uh, anyway so and, and then if you are uh, um, unless you're rabidly anti-liberal um, I'm kind of in the middle I'm not really liberal I'm not really conservative either but uh, you know I like pieces of everything but I uh, really admire the speech that uh, John Trudeau's son John Trudeau Pierre, Jesus Christ, Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> I think that's the night. That'll be the title of the podcast, John Trudeau. Um, Pierre Trudeau's son, uh, Justin. Uh, you know, he made a very deliberate and uh, well-paced and very... Uh, I mean, I, the message he delivered was, you know, predictably patriotic, but also a call not to arms. You know, it was like, we may have been attacked, but we weren't, you know, and, and we're not going to... I don't even remember exactly at all what his point was, other than, um, you know, don't overreact. And uh, we didn't. So, you know, that came and went, <laughs> amazingly. Like, I'm sure it's in the news, but it became obliterated by the new uh, media sensation of Jean Gomeshi. And I'm sure you know the story. If you don't know the story, I mean, it became world news that um, uh, he preemptively posted on Facebook he's into S&M and he didn't want to tell everyone that but now he's forced to because there's going to be allegations that he did stuff that were non-consensual so I couldn't believe how it took over the media from oh we're being attacked by terrorists to um, you know some guys behaving badly Um, but it's turning into a much larger issue of women being abused and saying nothing. Anyway, I don't want to end on that note, so I'll I'll uh, take a break and I'll come back with something more not depressing, hopefully. Anyway, I thought of a positive thing. Um, happy birthday to my papa. His birthday was a little a couple days ago on the 28th of October. By the way, this is November 1st, 2014. I never say the year, and I probably should. I guess it doesn't matter. It's just assuming that, you know, this is a million years in the future, <laughs> and this uh, podcast still exists in little nanopods in people's brains in their archives. Um, and you wanted to know? That's the year. That's the cool thing about all this, is it lasts forever, and I love that. I love the idea of listening, somebody listening to this 100 years from now. It'll totally happen, too. Think about that. That's crazy. Um, anyway, so happy birthday to Papa. He's in uh, Florida with Mom, and they're uh, doing their uh, uh, kind of annual, I don't know if they do it a couple times a year, at least, little getaway to Florida. And I got him a bunch of junk, <laughs> really junk this time. Um, it's funny, I, I put things off and I was trying to prepare for this stupid thing I had to do at work. Not stupid. It was important. But as stupid is how long I take to do it and I procrastinate. And on top of that, I was procrastinating um, on getting a little fun package of stuff for Dad for his birthday. I like to give him a bunch of silly things, but 
I also got him this cool, um, anyway, so what he got was really dumb, but made me laugh. I got him a pair of, because uh, he's in Florida, I got him a pair of snow tires for his shoes <laughs> and some hand warmers. <laughs> uh, and I got him a um, solar-charged, solar-powered Bluetooth radio, which is so neat, eh? Like, you can just go outside, charges itself, and it'll play what's on your iPod. So I thought that'd be fun. Or not, you know. They only have a range of about 30 feet. Bluetooth is a little bit silly that way. But, hopefully he's, I don't know where they are now. They're taking their their, uh, circuitous route to get there. And uh, it slips my mind exactly where they're going, but I don't know if they're there yet or what, what the deal is. So hi from Canada. You guys, wherever you are, hope you're having fun. It must be so fun to be re- retired. Am I lost? No. I, I, I think I could handle being retired, but I don't know. I might get, I'd be worried about getting bored for sure. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how you afford it. I have to, uh, really think of a plan soon about how I'm going to be able to do it because right now I feel like I'll be working until I'm 99 but uh, you never know you know one thing I'd like to do is have the energy to start thinking not energy but moving to me is a psychological problem I have a problem with um, taking the initiative to change my life in a major way, like moving. So just the thought of doing all the stuff I'd have to do. Oh, wow, there's a hornet's nest. Get a picture of that. Um, all covered in snow. And, uh, you know, and selling and buying and all of that stuff just gives me stress. But I got to do it eventually. So now I have stress because I'm worried I'll never not have stress <laughs> about doing it. So... I don't know. It's different when you're alone, right? You got to do, when you're living on your own, all this stuff requires a different level of commitment because, you know, you're not egging somebody else on and you're not doing it together. You're doing it all on your own. So, I don't know. I'm not very good at that yet. Anyway, I'm going to take a picture of this stupid uh, wasp. It looks like a paper wasp's nest. It's really kind of neat. And uh, I'll cut the thing off here. So hope you're enjoying this. Um, thanks for the feedback last time. Uh, a couple of people responded to my question about how do you like this? Should I be doing something different? And basically their feedback was just do what you're doing. We like it. Okay. So, all right. This is what you get. Okay, well, take care of yourself, all right? And uh, drop me a line if you feel like it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.